You're listening to Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny. Nick is the CEO of Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny and the 2019 Greeley Chamber Ambassador of the Year. Nick's Snacks also touches on local and global issues through Nick's perspective, offering unique insights into the world's happenings. Prepare to learn something new in this thought-provoking and entertaining show. Good evening, afternoon, or morning, listeners, whenever you're listening, but on the radio. Good evening, you're listening to Nick Snacks with Alyssa, Micah behind the glass on 1310 KFKA or 103.1. I like the music choice, Micah. That's a thumbs up from Micah. We are uh, coming in hot yep. to the show. Running late. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Micah, for the stress, but uh, here we are in the Aloe Fiber Studios. Let's recap the week that we had in Northern Colorado last week. Oh, my gosh. Week. Holy crazy. moly. You know, I, I moved out to Colorado 12 years ago, and Greeley wasn't, um, it wasn't attractive to me. It was like... What? When I, when you, and I think you knew it. I As get a it. student at UNC, you don't get an opportunity to explore the town, to get to... You know, know people, what the events are, mm-hmm. especially when it's a new place like it was for me, and even 1,200 miles from home, mm-hmm. um, to like what we experienced this past weekend. I mean, just going to Friday night, the opening night for the Colorado Grit, mm-hmm. you know, the the only team of its kind in Colorado, the first of its kind in the NAHL, North American Hockey League, right here in Greeley. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the hype for that all week was epic. Standing room only. Mm-hmm. Um, had a ribbon cutting ceremony on the ice with the Chamber of Commerce, um, with uh, the mayor, with the city manager. Um, red carpets there to introduce the players. I mean, it was awesome. Again, standing room mm-hmm. only. And there was the block party happening too. That right was a, so fun. Right so across it, the street. Right when you left, it felt like uh, I know there were a lot of people that during. When there were those, you know, half times, people were running across the street to grab a beer and then running back as fast as they could. And yeah, they're working on their liquor license for the grit. Because how do you have hockey without a, an, an adult beverage? I thought it was kind of fun going. I mean, it, it worked out because of the block party. You run over and there's the burrows, which is great. Well, and the block party is for those. It's. Um, starting to wind down the Friday festivals that happen in downtown Greeley. They shut down, uh, you know, the plazas. They have live music. Um, there's go cups so you can you take your bevy, you know, from place to place mm-hmm. within their, in their little uh, blocked out section. But you have the Burroughs. I mean, one of the biggest names in music that's from Greeley mm-hmm. that can always draw a crowd. I mean, absolutely always. The Greeley Philharmonic performed with them twice mm-hmm. during my tenure and they were phenomenal shows but they draw a crowd so you had an epic block party where you also get the kickoff to unc you get the unc marching band coming down you get mm-hmm. the what are the bear girls called sugar bears the sugar bears dancing mm-hmm. um and they were packed so yep. I, I mean it was awesome to see downtown so vibing um and mm-hmm. alive that night then you go to saturday which is um the opening football game for unc mm-hmm. which they're greeley is very loyal and bless their hearts yes uh, meanwhile yes, you had the grits second home game mm-hmm. against the el paso rhinos and then you had wines of note a fundraiser for the greeley philharmonic all again happening around the same time and the grit was still at 90 percent capacity mm-hmm. plus. we were packed wines of note was just full of 
Good people, good food, yeah. lots of fun. And that's awesome because it's uh, that was always one of my favorite fundraisers. Um, record attendance at Wines of Note and great attendance for UNC's football game. Woo. So, again. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. That was not a live woo so our fans know. You can be the woo girl. <laughs> oh, I am. Don't worry. And, I mean, it's it was awesome to see. Like, Greeley showed up. Mm-hmm. Greeley absolutely showed up this weekend. And it's really and maybe I'm jaded from COVID and how long it's taken to recover to get the numbers back to what they were, you know, from the orchestral side before mm-hmm. COVID, BC, as I call it. Womp womp. To, <laughs> to, I don't even need to have Alyssa live in the studio I anymore. I think we have her oh, gosh. programmed. The computers are taking over. <laughs> to, uh, to, to having our, t- like, uh, it's just awesome. My my cup, my bucket was so full this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, and people were going out after those events and hanging out afterwards and talking and making new friends and catching up with with folks they hadn't seen in a while. It was uh, – I'm exhausted but really happy with how the weekend was. I agree. This weekend was such a perfect example for me of why I, I – I agree with the – when I was a student, I just didn't know about Greeley. I just – like I went to was at UNC and I, everybody would always go to Fort Collins and I was like oh that's just what we do like it's just all that's here is the college and now I'm so glad I'm still in this community because it's so fun and it's the best part is when you go to these things and you run into more people than you thought you would like I thought I was going to the hockey game with my roommate and then it turned into like I felt like almost everybody I knew was there. It was crazy between there and the block party and hanging out at four seventy seven afterwards. Yes, it was crazy. It was uh, it was a special weekend. I'm gonna remember that for for a while. Me too. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Thank you, Micah. I, I'm confident too. You know, so the next home stand for the Colorado Grit is September 29th and 30th, and that's during October Brewfest, another huge festival in downtown. It's totally and, rad. And. Oh, my gosh. You're going to get me thrown off again, Micah. And I'm going to stutter and stammer. And I still have a joke or a story I need to tell from last week. Oh, yes. I'm remembering. Mm-hmm. Um, remind me for the next segment. Yes. But I'm confident that we're still going to have great turnout at the Grit, that Oktoberfest. This is all depending on weather. It could be 80 degrees and sunny, or it could be 30 degrees and snowing, for oh, all we know. Um, Don't wish that on us. You know, uh, Trail Ridge Road is already closed because of snow? No. I That's a whole other tangent I could go on about the fall, but... Uh, oh, just uh, I will warn everyone right now, this is a friendly public service announcement from your financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Favorite. I, I, that's a bold statement for me to say. I like it, though. Um, I actually got on, on Facebook and did a video today because I got home for lunch. Um, I've got uh, people coming over tonight for an Ahsoka watch party. And I heard what I hate hearing, but you'll hear it every year around this time, that chirp from a smoke detector because the batteries are running low. Mm -hmm. And I use rechargeable batteries. So, uh, you know, I was, all right, here's our friendly public service announcement. It was chilly. I keep my windows open overnight. And I woke up a little cold this morning. And I knew it was a matter of time. But go out there and buy some 9-volt batteries. Because you want to have them for when you're woken up at the most inconvenient time at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. It's never middle of the day. It's not when you get home from work and you're like, well, that's the last thing I want to do. But it's better than in the middle of the night because no matter how much you try, at least for me, I can't ignore it. I agree. I agree with you. (laughs) 
I didn't even have to say it. Yes. Yep. She was nodding. <laughs> um, so go get them. And but my challenge was finding the rechargeable batteries that I have, and then the battery pack charger, which I did find, and it's charging now. So I will go home and replace that battery, and anticipate getting woken up tonight at three o'clock. Yeah, that's that's real. I have I've lived in this house a little over three years, and I have vaulted ceilings in my living room, about twenty twenty five feet tall. Hmm. I do not have a ladder that can reach that, and there's a smoke detector, of course, on the top. Can you jump that high? No. <laughs> but if you didn't know this, you can call the fire department and they will come out and replace it for you, the batteries. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That is a service that is offered by local That's fire departments. Awesome. If you have a vaulted ceiling, you can... They're real heroes. Although, help me understand how over the past three years, mm-hmm. I've replaced the batteries in you know several of the smoke detectors and not once has the one twenty five feet up gone off and doesn't I'm work. Knocking on wood right now. It doesn't work. <laughs> well that's the only answer I can come up with. No, what's gonna happen is it starts beeping tonight and I'm not gonna be able to do anything to it. Throw a shoe. Break it. No, there's hardwired in and if you mess with the hard wiring then everything I know it starts screams. going out. Yeah, um, I've made that mistake. But you can still try. I could still try. So that's your friendly public service announcement. If you don't already have backup 9-volt batteries easily accessible and your house does have smoke detectors, go out and get some because you will probably need them over the next several weeks as we start cooling off. Oh, gosh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Micah. This is something. (laughs) I know. This is going to be fun. It's jarring to hear my own voice. It's jarring to hear you say that from a recording. I should, like, harmonize with the recordings of me. <laughs> that would be neat. That would be crazy. Michael, let's cue some music. We're going to take a quick break and be back with uh, some astrology, some other things that are going on in the world, some things that we have opinions on, um, probably more recordings of Micah, I guess. Or, sorry. Of me. Of Alyssa via Micah. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Nick Snacks. It's jarring to hear my own voice. Welcome back to Nick's Next here on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA with Alyssa Sanchez. Yeah. Self-proclaimed local hero. Yes. Yes. And you know what? I think that it's self-proclaimed, but it's true because I feed so many stray cats. And that is heroic of me, I believe. I think so. So. I I like that. I agree. <laughs> I do. Gosh. I agree with myself. We've got to take that button off. Button off <laughs> like a... yeah. So embarrassing. <laughs> oh, God. I this is, there's two of me now. Get ready. I can barely handle one. <laughs> I know. I have so many sound clips of you, Nick, that I want to grab, but I'm I'm too lazy. Uh, there, I'm sure there are countless for those who have the time. Gosh, yeah. You've you've said so many things that could be taken out of context. I, I, yeah, <laughs> that is that is true. That is also true. What's that line from Rocket with Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, let me backtrack a week. Yes. And try to recall the story I was telling about um, Paul Simon 
and uh, his his song. Um, Sound of Silence. Yes. So I, I always enjoyed that one from Simon and Garfunkel, but Disturbed has come out with, uh, oh, this was years ago. So good. The first time I, I heard that, um, it was uh, during the Winter Olympics, gosh, maybe six years ago, and mm. there was a figure skating you know, duo going on, and they started playing that. And I think it was just something I was watching on my lunch break at work because I was probably not watching figure skating at home. It was either <laughs> hockey or curling um, if I had the opportunity to have time to sit and watch something. But, you know, it said most epic. I'm like, okay. And it's a sound of silence. I go, how? I'm curious. Mm-hmm. And it was the disturbed version of sound of silence, which is powerful. I mean, it's so good. It's one of my favorite, mm-hmm. probably so favorite good. songs. And it had gotten the sign off from Paul Simon. Like, absolutely. Like, Yes. This is one of the best covers we've ever heard of this. So, you know, I was doing some research and some digging on The Sound of Silence. And Paul Simon had, had a really good friend. They both lived in New York City. And uh, as, as an adult, his friend had gone blind. And, you know, it, I can't imagine one losing mm-hmm. any sense for just permanently. Right. I, I lost my smell during COVID, but that's nothing compared to losing your eyesight. Right. Or, um, you know, a limb or something. So... To, to grow up and be so just aware of everything, to all that taken away, to navigating the streets, the roadways, the subway system. Um, it's a fast hustle bustle city mm-hmm. and suddenly you're blind. So Paul Simon's friend wouldn't travel without somebody there to help him. And it was to the point where, I mean, you have to be able to break out of that to become reliant on yourself, be more self-sufficient. So they were in the subway system, and Paul Simon, um, you know, kind of, hey, I, an emergency popped up. I'm so sorry. I have to go. And, you know, the opening line of Sound of Silence, hello, darkness, my old friend. That was his nickname for his friend was darkness because he couldn't see. Oh, wow. So his friend, in a panic, but has to navigate the subway system and ends up getting home. Paul Simon actually didn't have an emergency. He pretended and kind of just stepped away, walked away, and helped, like, navigate. He kept eyes on his friend the entire time that he found his way home. Oh, wow. So it was I like... I got chills just now. <laughs> kind of like a mama bird, you know, throwing somebody, uh, throwing a, a, a chick or a baby bird off of, out of a nest and, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> fight or flight. But in this case, he was there to to be there should his friend have needed it. It's like when people teach their babies how to swim by just throwing them in. Have you seen that? That is a very common thing. Yeah, it's like that. That's crazy. Yeah. So that is a bit of the, that's the history, a bit of the history of the nickname Darkness. Hello, Darkness, my old friend. That's, hmm. I'm going to have to listen to the song and that's one of my favorites. That was the I had like this very dramatic moment when I was in high school where I had to decide what I was going to do, what I was going to go to school for. And when I decided that I wanted to pursue music, it was like I was listening to that song all the time. And it was the very... disturbed version. Both, actually. I'm a big Simon and Garfunkel fan, too. So mm-hmm. I like I like that one. But I did a we did a choral arrangement of it when I was in high school. So it held all kinds of fun meaning. They've got a lot of great. I love Bridge Over Troubled Water. Yes. April yeah. Come She Will. Mm. So good. There's, yeah, there's, oh, it's taking me back. I have a bunch of nostalgia now. And I'm not usually too big on covers of, like, original work. Mm-hmm. But let's look at, um, 
one of my other favorites was from across the universe and i love the beatles a big fan but one of their you know let it be is kind of upbeat when they recorded it Mm -hmm. and how they changed that rendition for the movie across the universe is just powerful i don't think i've heard that oh my gosh it's it is Mm. something else it's during a time of the film it's during a lot of protests Mm-hmm. Um, and it's performed by a, a young black kid with just a beautiful voice. And then, um, like every other verse, it transitions over to this heavy soul. It kind of reminds me of like an Aretha Franklin type of powerhouse singer. Oh. And it is full of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid ends up dying. And, you know, this kind of segues into his funeral where, where she's just singing her heart out so it's such a contrast it is such a good song so let it be from across the universe i think mm. to me i can't listen to the beatles sing let it be because it just doesn't have that same context that's yeah hmm i have to listen to it now i'm curious mm. if we had time we'd listen to it in its entirety and have yes us give, <laughs> mm, yes oh give mm. our insight <laughs> um mike has gone behind the glass this is <gasps> oh gosh wow I know. Get away with anything. I know. But that's that story. Yeah, it was. I'm glad I told it this week instead of trying to rush it last week and getting kind of uh, stumbling over myself. Yeah. Simon and Garfunkel is such a fall, like, music vibe to me, too. It's like the hustle and bustle of the summer starts to slow down a little bit Mm -hmm. during this time. But it doesn't last very long because once you, you, you kind of a time of new routines and mm-hmm. even though we're not in school anymore just uh you know, mm-hmm. parents are getting into their routine kids are getting into their routine whether or not you are a parent or have kids you're getting into a routine that kind of revolves around that mm-hmm. which probably includes leaving for work a little earlier or later to avoid all those um school zones yep yeah yeah that's i feel that i am grateful i don't have one on oh, my way to work i don't either but i i mean i live right by unc so i've got i've got that but i even think that there's, I think, the change in, like, the natural change, even regardless of school, because this is my first fall without being in school, the change in scenery and, like, atmosphere, really, it just makes me feel so different. I don't know. It's, I love, I love summer. I'm such a big fan of the heat and the, I love that it's all green and I always get a little bumped during fall. I usually like fall because by now I'm sick of the heat and mm. sick of summer. And also football. And I'm very <laughs> sick of football about- <laughs> already after week one. No, um, no, you like football. <laughs> so there was actually, I was talking to a Canadian. See? Curveball. <laughs> I can't deal. I, my brain is just fried at this time of day. Um, yeah, I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for cooler temperatures. But it seemed like this spring took so long to finally have some, some blooming trees mm-hmm. and plants. And we had such a mild spring into summer, too. It just feels – I never really felt fully – it's summer. Why can't this be over? I know. It was so like we had so so few days that were over 100, which is, I, I know I should be grateful for, but I like it. So oh, gosh, I'm, no. I don't think we – I think we might have had one or two. Right. And you know why I think this summer felt a little less bad? It was because I was out of an office that air conditioning <laughs> would quit for days at a time. Good for you. And, uh, Good for you. I mean, I still will not forget the, the tragic chocolate loss of 2019. Oh, I don't. I don't think I was around for that. That's. I, I had an entire like 
Costco-sized bag oh. of chocolates. No. And you know how that office would heat up? Yes. About 85, 88 degrees. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, that chocolate gone. That's so sad. See, I just moved this summer to a house that has like some semblance of air conditioning. And so I think maybe that's why it doesn't ha- really have air conditioning, but it kind of has one room with some versus my my upstairs unit. So it it just, yeah, it didn't feel like a hot summer, which is fine. But I'm not ready for nothing on trees. I'm not ready for it to be cold. I was already like freezing. I did wake up chilly today. Right. It was and so saw my cold. breath when I was watering my plants. <sighs> no, I wake. I woke up this morning and had chilly. Oh, well, that's one way to welcome the season, I suppose. <laughs> I, I have to have a fan on when I sleep. I need that ambient noise. It can't just be an app for my phone either. Like, I need, I get I, it. I need a fan. I get it. I use a Bluetooth speaker to do my ambient noise, and I put it across the room. Hmm. That helps I think me. it's something, too. I need to have something Airflow. blowing on me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my <laughs> fan's always in my window all summer long until this morning and it's oh i'm 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 cold i am yeah. genuinely cold i can't wait to see what my cats do with the with the cold like if they sleep together or with they'll me probably or, bond i think i hope so that's a good time for you to i say get cats in the winter time because they're forced <laughs> bonding yep. to to stay warm yes we'll be back with more nick snacks and Alyssa after this break stay tuned Say that off the air. <laughs> How'd you do that? You sound like an old man that doesn't understand the computer. <laughs> How did you do that? I did just edit a video today. So, so you know the computer. <laughs> I do. Fancy fandangled. You know what? Uh, technology. I'm anti blenders. I am proudly anti blender. What about? I have a bullet at home. That's fine. A neutral bullet, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I would be worried if you had only one bullet. You're saving it for something. So what, uh, what's your beef with blenders? I just, I don't like them. I don't, ugh. I just, they, Do they I, scare you? Yes, and they just like, every time I've tried to use a blender, it just always goes wrong. I don't know why, but it does. Immersion blenders are fine. Immersion blenders are cool. I have not had much success with an immersion blender. Oh. Uh, well. I have made more messes that way than... But I also don't have a blender. I've got my Nutribullet, which is... See, a Nutribullet I like because you can lock and then blend. Blenders, I don't know how. So my roommate and I made soup last night. Hmm. And <laughs> my my wonderful roommate didn't quite grasp that when it blends... The soup will go up, so you have to hold the lid of the blender down, and instead of, like, 
they just kept trying it over and over and over again. And there was soup running down the counter. And then finally, both of us holding it down, we were able to <laughs> to blend our soup. And it wasn't even that good of soup. But yeah, I'm anti-blenders, proudly. Micah's, Micah's coming in. Oh, no, 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 blender. No, no, no. Micah brought in a blender, just so everybody knows. And then made me look at it, I'm, and it scared me. Curious. Well, this is an interesting topic of most useless kitchen appliances. Yeah, I'm an air fryer hater also. Oh, no. That's, yeah. uh-uh. I know, I know, I know. I haven't had a toaster on my counter in years. Do you miss it? No. Why? It's not useful. Get it's, a toaster oven. I no. no. I, I would rather have my air fryer than a toaster oven. I have learned to utilize. At first, my air fryer was convenient when I had leftover French fries or chicken wings or something from you know eating out. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is nice to not have something soggy. Yeah. Also, really good for pizza too. You mm-hmm. know, so you're not microwaving it and having it all all soggy and absorbing all that moisture. But then I actually started. Um, some recipes and I air fried salmon. Oh my gosh, is mm. just perfect. Um, you can get it to be perfect, and um, I don't like how large it is for how much, uh, how little surface area I actually have right. to to cook something. Right. But for me, I can do vegetables instead of broiling them, which is great in the summertime because I don't like to have you know my oven on in the summer because it's, it's just so hot. Air frying is fantastic. Now, in the wintertime, of course, give me some broiled uh, you know, and roasted veggies from, from the oven, but no, not this. Where I struggle with the air fryer is that I never have enough counter space for all the appliances I need. And then I either have to always get the air fryer down from somewhere, and I'm short, or I always have the air fryer out, and then I have to make air fried toast? No. What's wrong with air fried toast? It's it gets bended. It bends is what I should say. Bent? <laughs> yes, <gets> bended. bended. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh gosh, have you heard that insult in a while? Uh, Get bended. I should Instead start of... saying that. I should. Uh, Here's how I eat toast. I eat it like pan fried. <gasps> okay. With my homemade That's bread, so that fancy. is it is more delicious than any of that's my go to bread and I'll use toast. I could do it with just olive oil. You do it with olive oil and you throw some jam or jelly on it. Um, you could. I, I. It's a little more time consuming but I don't do like regular toast ever. I love toast. Alright, well uh, Instant Pot. Do you have an Instant Pot? I, see, I went through this phase where I, lo- I like loved kitchen appliances so I've got like everything. Of course I have an Instant Pot and I have an air fryer and I, I've never used the Instant Pot Ever. Oh my gosh! I've had it for years. That is, um, I'm scared that it's going to explode. Oh, it's I didn't... so embarrassing. <laughs> I went from not even having a microwave for years in college to just acquiring every appliance that I could with in the span of like a year, and it was crazy. Daunting. Yeah, I have learned uh, with Instant Pot recipes, especially having. You know, I'm going to say this. I don't know everyone rolls their eyes. Two kids at home now. Yes. Um, that it's great and so easy and convenient. I mean, I like to cook. I like to bake. But also, I don't have time. So I love being able to throw in, you know, my favorite easy recipe. You know, and first of all, they're phenomenal with chili um, and soups and stews. Like, uh, better than a than a Dutch oven, I think. And what that about might a be, crock pot? Nope. 
I don't do crockpots. I love my crockpot. No, I, that's one that I have sent to the basement. I've banished it to the basement. What? The only time I get my crockpot out is if I'm making my world famous, internationally recognized, because I've, I've this has been fed to people I know in Japan, <laughs> thanks to my best friend Tanner, Nick's famous cheese dip. And uh, that's the only time I bring this out. So it maybe gets one use a year if I'm going to a Super Bowl party. Okay. But I have a Denver Broncos crock pot. I have the crock pot I grew up with. My mom gave it to me. I love that thing. That's the chili They vessel. used to be great. I mean, you know, for two hours, four hours, six to eight hours of having a nice slow cook, you can do that with an Instapot. And risk it blowing up? No, no. no. You have <laughs> been... Risk is your, your word today. <laughs> Everything is this mega what if. What if this happens? What it's if that called happens? called having anxiety, Nick. It's real. I'm, it's I'm, totally I'm, bad. I'm familiar. It's, it's medically real. I guess. <laughs> it's totally rad. And it's totally rad. So I would encourage you to, to check out an Instapot. All right. Because some of their – and I'll share some of my favorite recipes, like pasta – Instapot pasta. Absolutely. It takes like six minutes. Well, it has to build up the pressure and everything. Okay, if you want to talk about anxiety, you go back to the old pressure cookers that my dad used to cook with, to it would you would hear it anywhere in the house. Anywhere. Until you you lock it up. And he had an instance where that little metal tube that was clanking on top, this little cylinder type of thing, shot up and erupted <gasps> sometime. I mean, that's something that could Put an eye out or lodge themselves into somebody's skull. That's scary. The Instapot, I have yet to see do anything like that. I'll give it a shot. That's my. That's also my theme of the day. Maybe it's time to overcome fears. You're going to give the Instapot a shot? Yeah, I say that, but the odds are slim. I don't even know how to open the lid to be so real. Okay, first of all, I think it's one of the coolest things, the sound (laughs) that it makes. It's so futuristic. That uh, I feel like it's opening something from, do you feel from like, Star Wars. I was literally about to say, do you feel <laughs> like you're in Star Wars when yes, you use it? I do. I absolutely do. Uh, instead of like riches and gold or something that's in there, though, riches it's, and gold. It's, it's food. But pasta is really good. It's very simple. You mix all the ingredients. Um, you know, you can saute the meat and the veggies in there, and then you can um, add the water and the sauce and the noodles. And, you know, eight minutes later, it's ready to go. Yum. Well... Maybe I'll try it. But I wonder, can you make pasta in the crock pot? That's my question. Uh, I've never I tried. Have. I've only ever made chili in my crock pot, to be honest. But that's great. That's all it's needed for. That's one thing I'm looking forward to with the cooler temperatures is homemade chili. Oh, gosh. Me too. Me too. And I make – I love to make pot pie as well. Ooh, shepherd's pie is also one of my favorites. I've never had shepherd's pie. I've Guys, never I just had, had a great idea. What? A pot pie this, of shepherd's pie? We should change the show from the astrology religion oh, gosh. to a cooking show where you guys both. cook something and I eat it. And then I talk about the planets and the stars. Yeah. This sure, is probably you can talk about the planets and the stars, you'll but be as chewing, long as you feed me. You'll be chewing and not I'll be able, able to, to finish. Yes. <laughs> We're going to need a recipes with a lot of peanut butter to, yeah. to keep. Just the quesadilla thing that he likes. Yeah. Peanut butter and cheese quesadilla. Had one last night. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. I just. It, it was it was not as good as usual. I didn't get the best tortillas. Oh, well. And you can't have homemade tortillas. You can't have like – you got to get store-bought because if you get the really good stuff, it's it's just not going to taste as it's good. It's healthy. 
Mm. It has a lot less. Made with love, and Micah doesn't want that. Michael, Micah. Well, that, that stuff you have to have for an actual burrito. Right. Micah has a shirt on that says, I heart preservatives. <laughs> no, mine says Super Bowl 50 champions. Uh-huh. Go Broncos. <laughs> Stay tuned for our astrology report and more shenanigans on Nick's Next when we come back from this break. Welcome back to Nick's Next with Alyssa. We do have our new intro written. You're going to love it, people. You're uh, going to love it. We don't know how, how how soon we'll have the new intro. It's been a while. I mean... What am I cooking? I haven't been the CEO of... Nick's Nick's Snacks. I've, I've been the CEO <laughs> of Nick's Snacks for, uh, for oh, three years. Wow. Yeah, speaking of editing things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And Greeley is attractive to me. That is a lot of – see, that's where it's hard to do a voiceover for me because I have so many different – Inflections. Yeah. yeah and really is attractive to me. Just sounds so that natural. Is false. That is false. I would, have, I would have had to take a lot more time to try to f- make that work. The, that was a way different is than, what, than it was a was. Maybe I could have – with with more showtime, I could have copy pasted better, but um, yeah, it was different inflections. It was never going to sound good. I liked it, and greeting wow. is attractive to me. <laughs> You're being bullied. I am because that's false. Anyone who oh, knows me, uh, I could I could play one for <laughs> you that knows me <laughs> that the listeners haven't heard, Alyssa. That no. only the three of us have heard, but we won't play that this week. Thank you, or ever. Well, we go to well, Micah's, maybe since you guys were late. Micah's favorite topic. The stars. The yes. stars. You know, I have a shout out. So uh, my cousin came out to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, you two should have met. I know. What's with that? Nick's womp, cousin. Womp. womp Womp is right. I'm sorry we didn't meet. Yeah, it was a busy time. It was. But one of his friends that came out is is very against astrology. So he and I had a had an interesting conversation about it though because I enjoy, you know, and, and she's a very it just it's not like Micah. Right. Right. <laughs> it wasn't right. that big. Um but for me, I like, you know, oh that's interesting. That's curious. Oh, that explains why I was a little, you know, randomly angry the other day. It's mm-hmm. like anyone who's a teacher, kids are absolutely crazy during full moons. And in Colorado, when it's really They're like werewolves. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But what I don't necessarily get on board with is people who look every morning of what to expect that day. I agree. And they kind of shape their day around that. Oh, I'm going to – true love will unsuspectedly Mm -hmm. find me today. Mm -hmm. So you're looking for it constantly. It doesn't happen. Then you're disappointed and wondering, Mm -hmm. who did you meet that you missed that? I would rather – oh, hindsight – Interesting. Right. That's why I was a little grumpy pants. Or, oh, I felt better just randomly. I don't know. I think it's – I totally agree. And I think astrology is – like we as humans love to observe things and find meaning in them. We do it all the time with poetry, with like – Is it meaning or answers? 
I think that those can be the same thing. I don't think I think answers is our quest for meaning. Well, I guess for those who are seeking out astrology to start their day, that to me, I think you want an Mm -hmm. answer. I agree. So then with that, I think I don't like looking at astrology and saying, oh, for sure, this is like reading somebody else's version of astrology is so tricky. I think it's important to know what each thing means and then you can figure out what it's going to mean for you. So it's not you can't go on a website and have it tell you what's going to happen. It's right. just I like the and I don't even know if I'd want to know and even be able to trust myself to interpret it as I mean what if you interpret it incorrectly? You just kind of have the potential to get in your own head and I think it kind of messes with just the natural order of the day. Whereas, you know, you look back on yesterday or last mm-hmm. week, and I like how we do it on a weekly. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, even when we get behind, that's, hmm, okay. You know, even if it's just a little understanding or may- maybe that is why. Mm-hmm. I think astrology is the best in, and it's, I use it a lot to prompt me on what I think would be good to think about. So like this week, we have on Wednesday, this is kind of unrelated, but we have a new moon in Virgo, which on September 13th, which side note, for Twilight fans, that's Bella Swan's birthday. She's a Virgo. And there's a book called New Moon. So that's crazy. (laughs) No, it's a three cheers. But new moons are always a good time to think about what you want to bring into your life. So it's a good time to reflect on what you're hoping to acquire or what you think could elevate your life. And then Virgo is very purpose-driven. So Virgos love to be efficient. They love to serve the community. So when I hear New Moon in Virgo, I think, okay, what do I want to call into my life in terms of how I am you know, efficiently serving myself and those around me. So that's like work. That's like roommate stuff. That's sound like, effects. Yes, it's like sound effects. It's, you know, it's things like that. Virgo's an earth sign. So it's all on the first level, home base type stuff. And that's that's how I would interpret that kind of astrological event. And then similarly, on the 15th, Mercury is stationing direct. So that means we're out of a Mercury retrograde. And that's also happening. I know that's also happening in Virgo. So that to me, Mercury rules communication. And again, Virgo's purpose driven. So our communication is going to shift to us having these really direct communications with the people, or maybe it just will push us to have these direct communications with the people in our lives about how we can actually start to function together to meet this common goal to serve a bigger purpose, even if that purpose is just a good friendship or a good relationship. But it's a it's a good week. Things are finally, this was a crazy summer with Venus retrograde and Mercury retrograde, and it was it was dreamy and it was it didn't feel real and so much crazy stuff happened. But now it's we're getting back into the groove of things, I think, which is exciting. The Virgo new moon groove. Yes. Twilight fans. I was thrilled when I figured this out. So just and then in October, we have two eclipses. That's going to be crazy. That's, There's one on Friday the 13th because we get a Friday the 13th in October. We I know we do. And it's it's actually on October 14th. Uh, ah, but alas. that's OK. Still cool. Well, so that's that's the stars. I hope everybody's ready to 
get to work. You know, that's kind of what it means. Thinking back of when astrology was, I, I don't, I don't know enough about it. And mm-hmm. When you know how it came to, I know it's a lot of navigation and trying to explain things and the creativity of what you spot in the sky with the stars, but. You know, there is something cool. My my window in my bedroom faces east, mm-hmm. and it's always very bright on a full moon. And I, I do love driving home and seeing the different faces, oh, especially if I'm working in the national park and you see the moon rise. It's oh, always a lot of fun. Cool. But how often do we take time to actually absorb and appreciate that? I agree. Whereas, you know, thousands of years ago, they didn't have TV, clearly. They didn't have board games. They didn't have lights, you know, to, to even do anything once the sun sets so i just kind of thinking that was their form of entertainment really or that Mm -hmm. was their show that would change every single day because the moon is either getting larger or it's getting smaller Mm -hmm. the sky the stars are constantly shifting the milky way you know is is moving um kind of what we're moving within that Mm -hmm. so every night we'll just go back to Micah's relatives of caveman ages mm-hmm. use that as entertainment. Yeah, I, th- I think there's something so beautiful in the simplicity of being able to observe the things around you that change all the time and also are forever constant. Like, it's so easy to take things like the moon and the stars for granted because they're always there, but they mark a passage of time. And I am one of those people who can barely spot the Big Dipper, let alone <laughs> the Little Dipper, let alone That's because you're not a Leo. Ah, uh, yep. Well, that's been Nick Snacks. What a show. Thank you, Micah, from Behind the Glass, Alyssa Sanchez, and myself. Tune in next week for an all-new episode. And that's our cutoff. <laughs>